Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Josie didn't like babysitting. She loved it. When she showed up to a house just before dark, while mom and dad were busy getting ready for whatever romantic night they had planned, she felt as though she were performing an invaluable public service, every bit as important as a fireman, nurse, or maybe even the President of the United States. Well, maybe more important than the President. The current one turned out to be a real dorko and super sweaty on TV. Heck, at school, Mackenzie said the spaz was going to get booted out of the White House real soon. Wouldn't that be something? So, yeah, maybe babysitters weren't as crucial as doctors or police, but definitely better than politicians. The benefits were way better, too. You got to order pizza on the parents' dime. There was usually ice cream in the freezer up for grabs. And sometimes, you could even sneak a little nip from the booze cabinet, if you were careful. So far, Josie had tried out all the different types of liquor, and other than schnapps, her favorite was definitely vodka. It mixed up nice with almost anything. Soda, juice, even milk. And didn't leave your breath too stinky. Once the little tykes were tucked under covers, you could call your best friend. Or Sammy, that hottie from chemistry lab. And just chat the night away. Sometimes there'd be a good horror flick on the tube. And when the folks got back, you had a handful of cash for the next time you met up with friends at Tale of the Pup. Oh my god, she could practically taste one of their corn dogs right now. The Millers left about an hour ago. Mrs. Miller was pretty cool, and she had a real shiny dress on, with all these purple sequins. Off to the disco, Mrs. Miller said, and it was clear they'd been drinking already. Mr. Miller was gross, kind of kissing all over his wife, but looking at Josie the whole time. That made her feel icky. Still, they paid more than most, so she guessed she could ignore his creepy looks. For now. And the kids were a dream. Brother and sister a little old to be babysat any longer, honestly, but they were chill brats. She'd been watching them for over three years now, so that's why the Millers called her, though she was dang sure this would be the last time. Not to mention, she only had a year left in high school then. It would be off to college or whatever. Sometimes it seemed as if life were pushing her along a one-way track much too fast. She sighed wistfully and took a final bite of lukewarm pizza just as the phone rang. 
The kids were watching TV in the den, some variety show with a laugh track. Pressing the receiver to her ear, she chirped, Hello, Miller's residence. There wasn't any answer, but she could hear slow, measured breathing. It made her neck tingle, as if someone were standing right behind her in the kitchen. Hello, she said again, then had a thought. Sammy? Is that you? She curled the phone cord around her finger, smiling. She told Sammy earlier today she'd be babysitting tonight for the Millers, so maybe? The phone went dead, followed by a dial tone. Ugh, definitely not Sammy. Probably a wrong number. She replaced the phone in its cradle, snagged a bag of chippos, then trotted into the den to join the kids on the couch. They stayed up until almost 11, and even then it took some doing, and an improvised ghost story plus a last-minute scoop of devil fudge swirl to convince her charges it would be wiser to get sleep rather than face their drunken parents stumbling home. Whether it was the wisdom of that advice or just the overload of sugar, both were snoring within 20 minutes of lights out. Josie was back downstairs, lying on the couch, getting drowsy-eyed in front of some monster movie where a mad scientist was killing people to give his wife's dismembered head a new body, when the phone rang again. Rubbing her eyes, she got up and shuffled to the kitchen, managing to snatch up the receiver on the fourth ring. Hello? Miller's residence? Part of her expected it to be Mr. or Mrs. Miller, checking in to say they were running late. Instead... That same breathing sound crackled in her ear. Hey, she said. This isn't funny. I'm hanging up and calling the police. Then she slammed the phone back down, the corkscrew cord swaying in the air like an uncoiled serpent. She waited. One minute two minutes. Nothing happened. Josie let out her breath, not even realizing she'd been holding it in for that long. Maybe she should try out for the swim team next year. At any rate, the weirdo got the message. This wasn't her first run-in with prank callers, after all. If years of babysitting gigs taught her one thing, you could reliably dissuade some punk from bugging you over Ma Bell's communication lines by threatening to call the cops on them. It worked every time, like a char- The phone rang. She yelped, startled, and answered before even thinking about it. Look, mister, 
she began in her best I've had enough of this bullshit tone. Muffled disco music drifted from the earpiece. Josie rolled her eyes and clutched the phone cord to her chest, face flushed as the adrenaline coursed through her system. It was the Millers after all. Mrs. Miller, can you hear me? Tipsy laughter, followed by the clink of glasses, a brief swelling of the music, then the connection ended. Josie put the phone down. Yep, sounded like the Millers would be late, all right. She glanced at the clock. Two minutes to midnight. In just 120 seconds, she'd be into overtime. Tail of the pup would never know what hit it come Friday night. She stretched, yawned, and wondered whether to risk sneaking a shot of that amber liquid hidden in the cupboard above the refrigerator. It had some kind of worm floating at the bottom, but when she told Mackenzie tomorrow that she'd actually tried it, her friend would blow a gasp. The phone rang. Well, not exactly rang. It was more of a dull jangle. Three unmelodic intonations that sounded like a bell being struck with pieces of lumber in quick succession. Then it was quiet again. Moving against every instinct that told her to do exactly the opposite, she slowly lifted the receiver from its cradle and pressed the cold plastic to her ear. Hello? Any facade of bravado had gone from her voice. Now, it was the querulous squeak of a little girl under bedsheets, trying not to be afraid of the dark. The sound of familiar, measured breathing was eclipsed by a heavy, wet, squelching thud, then shattering glass, followed by a high-pitched scream. It took a full minute for Josie to realize the scream was coming from her mouth. It took another minute for her to recognize the thud had come from upstairs, and the shattering glass was that of the kid's second-story bedroom window.
The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2023. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.